Welcome, welcome to our Membership Voice webinar. My name is Kero O'Shea and I'm the Membership Director for Rotary District 9465. Tonight's webinar will be on Valdivis and will be presented by Palm Beach Club Advisor Laurie Smith and Valdivis Rotary Club President Leanne Nola. Before I introduce Laurie and Leanne, some very quick housekeeping. In keeping with webinar best practice, your access is muted today. Uh, tonight, I mean, that's done to maintain as high a sound quality as possible for the webcast and recognises the reality that audio access by an audience of up to 100 could create a logjam when dealing with questions. A much better way to answer your questions is via the question box. You're very welcome to ask questions via the question box and you'll find that by hovering your mouse over the screen if you're on a desktop or laptop or tapping the screen on a phone or tablet. Menu which includes the question box will appear top left or right depending on what device you're using. I'll put your questions to Laurie and Leanne after they complete their presentations. Just like to briefly in, in, introduce our panelists, uh, our panelists to me. Laurie Smith is the club advisor from the Rotary Club of Palm Beach and has been in Rotary since 1981. After 10 years in Apex, Laurie is a very experienced Rotarian, served in almost all portfolios, been president of this club twice, and is a retired pharmacist. Leanne is a charter president of the Rotary Club of Valdivis, strives in getting things done and aspires, and aspires to make a difference to the lives of others. Uh, Leanne's aim is to give excellent customer service and, and Leanne believes that relations, relationships built on trust are the key to success. So it's now my very great pleasure to introduce our, our panellist, Laurie Smith, over to you, please, Laurie. Thank you, Caro. Um, Laurie Smith, my name is Caro. Said I'm 74 years of age, and it's probably because I was 74 years of age that um, I realised 18 months ago that it was that, seriously speaking, I really had to replace myself in Rotary. Now I brought quite a number of members into my club over the years. We have 40 members, but I believe the only real way to grow Rotary is the creation of a new club. The city of Rockingham has 140,000 people. We identified five areas where a Rotary could support a new club. Now, of those areas, we decided on Beldivis as a place where we commence. So the club uh, set about putting together a, an extension or a formation committee. I was the chairman. Mick Lecoq was my assistant. Mick and I probably the two most important people of that five-man person simply because it was our commitment, our passion that would make this a reality. Our biggest fear was failure. Our biggest concern was getting out of our comfort zone, making that commitment. We knew darn well that it was going, probably going to take at least 12 months to get this club off the ground. So we were throwing caution into the wind. The club was quite happy to give us $1,000 to sort out marketing. The club was quite happy to support, our, to support us with approaching the city council, all, all local organisations, the newspapers, Facebook, you name it. We, got, we, we, we used business after hours through the Chamber of Commerce. But at the end of the day, it was Mick and I who had the responsibility to the club of seeing this thing through. Now, I used to say to Mick, look, the worst thing that can happen is We'll pick up a couple of new members and we've lost a bit of uh, pride. So, so what? At least we've, we've gone on some sort of a, a glorious uh, 
uh, initiative to, to expand road tree into the area. We also were aware of the fact that, let's say over a 10 year period, the Rotary Club of Palm Beach has put untold amounts of money into to Rockingham. It's done so much good. Now, if we create a new Rotary Club in Baldivis in 10 years time, five years time, just think of the amount of good that will have done for Baldivis simply through our efforts. And the only thing that was holding us back really was the fear of failure. So they're my opening feeling uh, thoughts. If we can just get one or two clubs, Caro, uh, as a result of tonight's webinar, to take that step, and I can assure you it's not a big one, you have to be passionate, you have to be patient, and you have to be uh, persistent if you want to start a new Rotary Club. And I'll just uh, like to put in there, good, uh, good evening, everybody. It's Leanne here and hi, Caro. Um, our why as the Bell Divers Club is to get an average group of individuals that are a lot younger than um, the average age of Rotary members at the moment, get them together in the city of Rockingham that is rapidly growing quicker than any other southern suburb um, north, uh, south of the river. And our group as well, we want to achieve something great in the community that will cha change people's lives forever. The what, uh, um, Leanne represents something quite unique. When, when we looked at starting this new Rotary Club, we did, didn't quite know what format it would take. We, we were hoping it would be younger people. So basically, um, Mick Lecoq and myself, we looked at a situation where we were looking around for the right sort of person to lead the new group. We also were flexible, patient. We tried not to impose rules on this new group of people because we were very fortunate in the fact that the people we were attracting as a result of the business after hours through the Chamber of Commerce were younger, younger people. And that's what we want, younger people. So we didn't quite know what form the animal would take, but we knew darn well that it was going to be a totally different club to the one that, that we were, um, that, 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 that Palm Beach was. We also reckon too, that uh, perhaps a fortnightly meeting, they could change it to weekly, uh, but they, the, but our new club decided to keep it fortnightly. The most important thing we've found looking back now is that selection of the first, uh, and of course, uh, we have, have a satellite situation. They came to our meetings off and on when it suited both parties, but essentially we tried to get them to run their own meetings. And of course, the chair was so important. That's we're so lucky when Leanne came along, we had someone who really had had a, a, a good a feeling and a passion for Rotary. She learned a lot about Rotary. And as and since then, our job, Mix and my job, has been pretty much sitting in the background, seeing it all happen. Thanks, Laurie. And uh, having the confidence and to believe that you can do it, it really is contagious. So even people who have doubts, and there are people out there, they cannot deny that witnessing commitment and effort with planning certainly ends up with results. So we had Marcus Stafford at the Margaret River Conference and his uh, saying was, go big, go small, but go for it. And that's exactly what we have done. And how it was created was, as Laurie has said, uh, he and Mick uh, got together. We had fortnightly meetings, twice a month we meet. And uh, Laurie and Mick attended, and, and still do, attend 99% of these meetings. And with the first core of people having that started, 
Um, we've had a Chamber of Commerce events and it's a really successful way of promoting Rotary. At these events, you can showcase what is Rotary and Palm Beach had that one in August 16 and that's where I met uh, the group. This is when I learned that Rotary wasn't just retired men, it's also a wider range of men and women, all ages and backgrounds, and everybody is welcome. The, the um, one thing I've noticed, the difference between a Rotarian in the Bell Divers Club and a Rotarian in the Palm Beach Club is that the Rotarians in the Palm Beach Club, even though we have a membership of 40, are sitting in their comfort zones. And most of our, quite a lot of our members have never, ever invited a guest along. You know, you, you might say bad news, but then again, that's the reality of Rotary. Now, when you look at the Bell Divers Club, they just, um, they, they invite people at an alarming rate. In fact, they invite people to the extent where we've had induction some, some nights of three or four people. So they sell the product. Their enthusiasm is infectious, as uh, Leanne is saying. And because of that, young people come in and we have a lot of young self-employed business people. The only sad feeling I have is that um, there's probably about another two or three Rotary clubs out there, but uh, I don't know whether I've got the ticket to go and do anything about it. <laughs> Um, so the Chamber event is a great way to actually um, do something joint with your Rotary Clubs and that's how um, we have now showcased Val Divers and we attracted many local business owners as uh, probably 90% of our Val Divers group are business owners, but not all. So as a satellite club, we did something similar in October 17. We um, had 13 members for a few months since July and we needed to get that magic number of 20 to charter. So uh, John Stockbridge came and he presented for us and one of our members, Trevor Church, spoke about what Rotary meant to him. And from that event, we had between October and December, just over 10 members join in those two months. The next slide that we're going to have for you is our visitors. We do encourage, as Laurie has said, to bring an, a friend or an acquaintance to a meeting. Someone that you may meet uh, in the shopping centre. I met a lady at OPSM and uh, she was looking at building up her relationships and friendships in the area. She was new to Bell Divers, so I've said to her, come along to our meetings. But the important thing is as well to follow up with those people that you do ask and uh, if it means bring them along in your car and carpooling, then so be it. So provide your visitors with a name tag and engage in conversation with them. Find out what's interesting to them. You don't have to jump on them about membership. Just talk to them is enough for them at that time. Let them know that someone will give them a call in a couple of days um, after the meeting. So we've arranged a special guest visitor night after the Chamber event. And our guests were selected from business people that we met and who were interested in the community service and learning more about Rotary and what they could do to contribute to the community. We encouraged our visitors to bring their partners, families and friends. We posted a coloured envelope to our guests and a letter inside that was signed by myself and uh, I was the acting president at that point. When received in the post, it stood out from any other mail. Then a follow-up email and call to find out how many were able to attend our membership drive event. That was really important so that we knew what we were expecting in numbers. On our special visitors event, we had three people join that evening. 
then as Laurie had said, we've had uh, inductions and we have only two meetings a month, three to four Rotarians um, joining, uh, or potential Rotarians joining every time after those meetings. So get to know your visitors, follow up, and um, then the feedback is very valuable. And uh, we can also tweak a little things to improve and, and get to find out what they enjoyed. I think the thing that impresses me so much about uh, the attitude of Leanne, um, uh, Trevor and the board of the uh, Baldivis Club is that um, they really care so much about their guests. Um, when they say they're going to ring them up in a few days' time, they do just that. Uh, I would think that um, there would be a lot of um, members in other clubs, uh, and I might have even been one of them at some stage. You invite a person along uh, a week or so before the meeting and then just expect that they'll turn up in the night. Well, that's not the modus operandi of Baldivis. Baldivis makes sure that uh, people are uh, reminded so that they turn up. They're, they're made aware of the fact of, of any cost involved. They're, they're given a, a rundown on the what's going to happen during the, the evening. And I, they come along and, and, and the meetings are fun. They're enjoyable, infectious, enthusiastic, and most of them, I'm amazed at the number that come back. I mean, in our club, we probably score a 50%. In other words, for every two that comes, one stays. But I would say the score at Valdivis is two because um, they're so, so good at uh, uh, chaperoning and hosting people. So with a follow-up with visitors, um, use a visitor sign-in sheet with their email and phone contact number. Follow-up is really important and practice doing it after every single meeting. It really is essential. The next day, if possible, or within 48 hours to call. It's a nice way for your visitor to feel special and important. And your guest speaker, send them a thank you card. Nominate someone from your club to do this or the president. Um, it's a courtesy call and thank them. If, and when you've got them on the phone, just ask them if they have a moment to chat before you go you know, and of course, the other thing too is you, you put them immediately onto your uh, bulletin list. Exactly. So they get a bulletin. So, you know, there's the, the whole thing is so well-rounded. So um, there's no need to, um, you know, do anything other than that, just keeping them informed. Um, and then when speaking with your visitors, ask them back to the next meeting because that's what people forget. They don't ask them to come back. They just think, oh, they've been to one, that's it. They'll know what to do but they don't know what to do. So you've got to use your initiative and ask them, put them on your distribution list for your bulletins and agendas if you send one out, but of course get their permission. And it is a great way for them to keep in touch of what's going on with your club. So at the next meeting, you can offer them a membership application form to take away or return by email, or like many have done, they've just signed up there and then. Yeah, so once again, uh, um, viewers, we had that dynam dynamism coming through, which um, is so amazing. I mean, um, my club, I love my club, but uh, we're all pretty laid back, you know, but um, these, these people are uh, dynamic. They, uh, they want to, want to uh, make the club succeed and, uh, and that's how it's done. It isn't amazing that um, as a result of a couple of people um, uh, 18 months ago deciding to start a new club, uh, people like Leanne and her members uh, are growing Rotary uh, in a way that, um, well, I, I probably would say I never could, so. 
Um, and Facebook events are shared, and this has generated interest in our club as news about Valdivis Rotary goes out to the wider audience and community. A good response has been received by using Facebook. Also, the local newspaper is an important source, and you can have a couple of articles in there, and we have had a local newspaper put a couple of articles in about the progression of Valdivis Club, and then they've followed it through and we've sent them information about our chartering and they've put the charter event there as well. So the public get to see what's gone on from the start to the end. And there's not really an end, it's still going. It's still going. And the other thing I'd like to mention too, I don't use Facebook. Uh, I don't really understand Facebook, but gee, I'm amazed at just uh, what it does. I've got, because I've been a, a, a former mayor, etc., of city of Rockingham, I've got good inroads into the local newspaper. I tell you what, um, what can be done through Facebook is quite extraordinary. I'm also amazed at um, at how uh, this club uses Club Runner and uh, well, how they use. I only learned to use a computer about uh, three years ago, so I'm still. Uh, but these people are just—it's uh, amazing just how they've uh, how they communicate with each other and uh, just get things done. And what uh, we do at Valdivis as well is our new Rotarians are new to Rotary, most of them. We've only had a couple of transfer ins which have got the experience. So I'm encouraging all our members to explore other clubs, get to know one another, have one-to-one -one meetings, coffee chats, 30 minutes to an hour if you, if you like. Um, just getting to know each other outside of the club. As newbies uh, to Rotary, the quickest way to learn about Rotary is visiting other clubs and events in the district. This helps also to network. So if we've got businesses, we can promote our businesses as well if that conversation comes up. So um, if Beldivers Club has a question about something, we then know who to direct that to. Belonging to other community and networking groups enables growth. And many people in other clubs can refer to people outside who they already know. And this is building relationships. Rotary is a great way to give back and also promote your vocation at the same time. Rotary can help in increasing your business, contacts and building friendships. You cannot do this by waiting for people to come to you. The way to achieve excellent results is to get involved, become inspired and learn new innovative projects you may never have dreamed of before. So you'll be surprised what you can accomplish and achieve and learn new skills. This enhances your own personal development. Naturally, expansion will happen as others will want a bit of what you have. Enthusiasm, energy and zest for life to be a valuable community and global club making a difference to someone else's life. I think the other thing that uh, impressed me, Caro, uh, is the fact that Valdivers um, had as many people at this year's conference as um, uh, their sponsor club, uh, Palm Beach, had. And yet, um, Beldivis was only chartered in uh, earlier on in the year. So uh, th that speaks volumes of their enthusiasm for the organisation also. And also their understanding of the fact that that's the way to learn, to go to conferences and learn more about Rotary. Now, planting the seed, the more times you say and repeat something, the more often than not it becomes a habit. So in day-to-day -day activities and at work, drop in the conversation to someone, something about Rotary. This is what we do. It could be something interesting you've just read. It could be the Rotary Down Under, something your club did on the weekend or at a meeting, something about a guest speaker or something coming up that you're looking forward to. Just slip in the, the word Rotary and all of that and people will start being interested in what it is all about. 
Each day it will get easier and eventually come naturally that, so that you can converse with someone and during that time mention the good of Rotary. This is planting the seed. So one day that person may want to know more and come to a meeting and this can lead to new membership. They may simply also spread the word of what is Rotary and what can be achieved in the community and worldwide. So to date we've got our membership at 25. We have 13 ladies and 12 men and our average is 50 years and we chartered on the 22nd of December. It'd be interesting, um, Caro, to um, work out, you know, in Rockingham, is, without too much of an effort, we reckon there are another four, uh, room for another four um, Rotary clubs. That's just within our city. That's before we go to Quinana, that's before we go to Mandurah. I think if we went right throughout the state, you could very easily find room for another 50 clubs without um, without stretching the imagination. It's just simply a case of um, uh, people getting down to do something about it. Um, and things that everyone can do now. So look at places where you can extend. Send surveys out to your club members and have a membership drive. And the district will support you in all of those things and go along to other clubs meetings and see what they do and then borrow a little bit of theirs and they might borrow a little bit of yours. Thanks everyone. Thank Hope you. you. Enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you. Wow. Thank you, Laurie and Leanne. We do have some questions for you. You do have some <laughs> surprise. Laurie. Yes. Perhaps if we could go back to something that uh, Given that our district went 18 years without a surviving uh, successful new start-up between uh, Byford, I think it was, and the uh, Charter of EWA in 2016, I think this next question is pretty important because we're looking to inspire more people to do more to, uh, to extend Rotary to pick up those opportunities that you and Leanne spoke about. So what was the trigger? What was the trigger for a 72-year-old retired pharmacist you know, the patriarch of a, uh, of a large extended family who could have sat back with his feet up. What was the trigger for you to go out and, uh, and start a new club open their eyes? Well, it's probably fairly personal, Caro, in that um, uh, I felt that at 72, I wanted to remain relevant to myself. Um, I looked at the fact that um, service clubs and in particular Rotary had given me so much in my life um, I, I'd made, made a lot of money in pharmacy and I attribute that to the opportunities through Rotary, through networking, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, well, what's the most, uh, what's the most important thing I could give back to my club? Being president, ho-hum, anyone can be president. Um, but starting a new Rotary club, uh, that's, that, that to me was the old, that, that, that I chose to be the, the hardest thing I could tackle in Rotary. Fair, fair enough. Thanks, Laurie. Leanne, uh, related, I mean, obviously being a charter president, uh, being, a char being a president of, a founding president, a charter president, um, has a lot of good stuff going with it, especially when you, uh, when you, when you get to celebrate the presentation of charter, but uh, it's, not all, uh, it's not all tea and bickies. Um, how did you develop your passion for Rotary? Um, I developed my passion from probably 
Laurie being there all the time. Um, he's just so inspirational and just knowing the good that can be done, the smallest, tiniest little thing with, a, you know, one, by one person doing something, you can't always achieve that. But when you've got a group of people all with a common goal, you certainly can achieve it. And when I was going to different clubs and different meetings and hearing about the success stories and the differences that they were making, um, that just uh, made little butterflies in my stomach. So I thought, well, um, yeah, I could do something to help someone, certainly just on my own, but I can't do greatness unless I've got a team. And that's why I was so passionate about building the club and um, getting the numbers there so that we can do something uh, better in the world. Thanks, Lenin. Laurie, getting back to this issue of, uh, of uh, yeah, well, you mentioned that you, you learned to use a computer three years ago and you spoke uh, quite eloquently about the benefits of, face, of social media and Facebook in particular. Do you see potential for for example, a younger club like Baldivis to uh, to work with a more established, in this case, parent club, to uh, uh, to develop things like uh, using example an example, say social media and stuff, because Baldivis use it really, really well. Yes, um, I, I hadn't thought about that. I suppose in, in our club we've got um, uh, a, a range of abilities amongst forty members. We probably have 10 people there that are very competent when it comes to, comes to social media, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we have Club Runner. Uh, we estimate that about 16, mem 16 of our 40 members don't use Club Runner. Um, yes, I, 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 I'm just, you know, when I, when I, when I look at the Beldivis members, uh, there's no issue there. The, you know, you send out a bullet, everyone reads it. In our um, in our club, uh, we still have to produce one or two hard copies so that people can read it at the meeting. Um, I don't know whether this answers your question, Caro, but uh, I think within our club, uh, uh, if the, the people who aren't using social media want to, there are people there that can help them, but, but for whatever reason, they elect not to. Fair enough. Thanks, Laurie. Um, Leanne, question here about... Um about coffee chats. How does your club utilise coffee chats? How what? Sorry, could you repeat that? Sorry, how does your club utilise coffee chats? Okay, so we initiated that at a meeting and um, an incentive was between the meeting we were at and the next meeting, which was two weeks apart, um, to go and talk to someone in our club that you haven't talked to before and go to their workplace. For example, I went to one of our ladies' uh, workplace. She has a sewing business. Um, so I spent some time, bought her a coffee at the market, went in there. We, we just chatted. We, I got to find out more about her on a social level and she got to find out about me a little bit. And um, as a reward, if, any, if our members had met two people between that first meeting and the next meeting, we were giving them a dollar scratch and matchy. We're not doing that incentive anymore, but the one-to-ones are still working. And one of our members within two weeks had met um, eight to nine club members that he'd never met really before. To well, he'd met them, but he'd never talked to them outside of the club meeting. So it's just a way to expand the relationships. And I think you can do a lot better 
in your environment when you know one another well. So it's a way to connect. Okay. The next question is one that uh, I guess I can ask as district membership director during the uh, the time that Bowdivers has come into existence, and I think it's important that we that we get everything on the table that we can for those who are thinking about more extension. Um, in terms of support from the district, um, and I'd like each of you perhaps to address this in turn, in terms of support from the district, what went well and what could you suggest that might have been done better? Because this is, uh, if we want to replicate this, we need to learn these things. Um, Caro, um, I always knew you were there if I needed some support. Um, and uh, I, I found the district uh, very supportive of what I was doing. Um, past district governor Melody and um, uh, John Kevin, um, yourself, and a few others. Um, look, I could send you an email and get whatever advice I needed. But at the end of the day, mate, it, it really was the um, formation extension committee that really had had the job in hand of uh, getting it done. And for me, what went well was having um, members of the district coming to our club meetings uh, well before we chartered, just giving their support and um, we could put a face to the name. We knew who we could speak to. Um, they were uh, welcomed and we welcomed it, uh, they welcomed us and it was just really good to um, to know that there was people out people out there other than just at club level uh, like the, the wider community of uh, rotary um, I'm not sure about what could be done better because it's a really hard one to reflect well uh, Caro uh, where in Australia uh, are they chartering lots of new clubs? I don't know of anywhere anywhere in Australia where there are lots of the clubs. So, no. so consequently, mate, uh, this district's either the status quo. Um, I, I certainly can't fault the support I had from district, um, but in terms of um, uh, spurring existing clubs onto this, uh, you know, the, the mission of uh, starting new ones, that I still don't quite know what the key to that is. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Lauren, and thanks, Leanne. Leanne, a, a question that's coming here about um, other community organisations. So, how does Baldivis interact with these other community organisations and other other networking organisations? So, there's many um, different community groups in Baldivis. We've had um, start up within the last couple of years a new um, CWA, Country Women's Association. And um, the ladies there are really lovely and I've actually become a member of that. I can't go to a lot of the meetings. They are once a month on a Friday evening. It's not always suitable for me that time, but it's a great way for them now to know who they can contact if they need the support of Rotary. They come to me straight away. They'll email me. I've given them um, donations for things that they've got and um, that kind of uh, relationships. The Salvation Army is another one that knows all about us. We've got our local um, labour representative and council representatives that are totally involved in what Rotary is doing at the moment, what the current thing is. 
So just getting around uh, with the local council, the community, the chamber, um, your business networking international groups, your um, just local groups is a great way to uh, build those relationships because sometimes, oh, the Lions Club even, the Lions uh, do joint things with Rotary sometimes because sometimes there are bigger things out there that you just need the manpower and um, to know that you can support each other and it's really nice to know that you're not competing with them but you're working together. Mm. Uh, the, the Rotary Club's a member of the Chamber of Commerce we get a lot of benefit for that because we're the only ch um, charitable organisation in the chamber. The other thing that uh, I'm I'm trying to organise my club into is we're looking at Rockingham Friends of Opera. I'm trying to get my club to start taking interest in the arts in, in the city, and that that uh, as you're suggesting, Caro, means that uh, we we then get amongst the arts community uh, as Rotarians, and hopefully, uh, well, we would expect we'd probably pick up some members from that. Right, we have a couple more questions. In fact, these are these, these are more of a more of a, of a personal thing, a commendation and the like, and uh, one from our good friend Don Ripper over in Victoria. But before I go to Don's Don's observation, uh, which is very quite informative, um, this is from Jeff Webb, past president of Coburn Club. Leanne and Laurie, well done on your achievement in getting the Valdivas Club up and running. So I, I, this, that's, this is from Thank Jeff you. Webb. Mike, there's a question here, though, and it's to do with coming to visit you. My question is, and this is from Jeff Webb, is that I would like to visit the club next Monday as our club, Coburn, is having a break due to venue not available for a couple of weeks. You meet on Monday. Uh, what time is that? Uh, we, meet at Ma we meet Monday. That picture is the picture of the Peel Manor House. So we meet at the Peel Manor House. It's at 164 Fletcher Road in Carnup. Um, we arrive at 6.30 for a 7pm start. But, uh, Jeff, I hope I should have probably put my email details there. But um, if you'd like to email, this is the email, everybody, Valdivers Rotary Club, all one word, at gmail.com. Click me an email and I will send you out an agenda for that meeting with all the details. Thank you, Leanne. And this is, this is a clarification uh, in terms of Laurie's question uh, from Don Ripper, uh, past district governor Don Ripper from District 9820. And this is, a, uh, this, is, this is some good news stuff. In answer to Laurie's question to you, Caro, District 9820 has chartered a new club for each of the last four years and has two satellites in formation at the moment. So that's uh, well that's done by District 9820. That's great news. That's awesome. Fantastic. Now, what do we have here? We got any, do we have any more questions? No, I don't. Okay. Okay. Now, here's okay. So it looks like uh, in the absence of any further questions, uh, yeah, there is one other, one other question here. It's one that I've been pretty keen to, uh, to ask. So it's this, this one comes from me. Um, if you were doing it again, if you were doing this again, what would you do differently? Oh, I think I'd probably probably um, I'd pay more attention to the to the venue where we meet. Um, we, we we had about four different attempts to find a, a suitable venue, and that that caused me a lot of grief over a period. You know, uh, I was embarrassed for. 
some of my my new charges because we were we were uh, uh, in rooms where there was heavy music next door and yeah, that was sloppy. Um, but um, yeah, I I think I'd pay a lot more attention to that, Kira. Uh, and I totally agree. We, we used to meet at Dome and we couldn't hear. Then we met at some of the pubs and we couldn't hear. And it was um, a blessing that uh, one of our members, Paul, actually is um, part of Peel Manor. So he's become a Rotarian and we can use that venue and it's absolutely superb. It's brilliant. Super. Is there, are there, is there anything else that you'd add to that list in terms of doing things differently for, for those who are thinking of starting a new club? Um, well, I'd like to think that we could um, uh, expect the council to be more obligated to... Uh, see, there was a time when um, most councils and banks said, look, uh, we, want, uh, we, we need to have a member in Rotary. Those days seem to have gone, but uh, I honestly think that... Uh, uh, I'd probably spend a bit more time uh, next time on council getting uh, more of an obligation out of them because, um, you know, um, a, a voluntary group like uh, Rotary is of enormous benefit to a city council. And I, I'd like to see um, a checklist developed uh, for future so that uh, as new members come, they can tick off what they, you know, any questions that they have, they can tick off yet. We've got an understanding of that because you don't know how much knowledge that someone has um, and they don't know what they don't know. So it's really good to have that checklist and then revisit that in a month's time and go, okay, so what have you learned? What is missing now? And just fill in those gaps so that they feel part of it straight away and, and don't just sit there not really sure what to do. So, um, and encourage them to go to a, a couple of the other different clubs meetings so they get a better understanding of uh, how it all works. Thank you, thank you. That's a uh, that's, that's a useful sort of useful insights. Well, there are no more questions either on the chat line or in the Q and A box, and I think that uh, certainly for me this has been uh, has been time well spent, uh, Laurie and Leanne. Um, so, folks, I think this brings us to the end of the webinar session. So, once again, before we close, a big thank you to Laurie and Leanne for their excellent presentation. And thank you to all in our audience for, for joining in. And please, if you do have any, any questions, uh, Leanne has given you her address, feel free to fire them in to me. Uh, just a little plug for, member, for our Membership Voice platform. We have four more webinars coming up in May. Um, on, on Thursday, we have The Game Changer, which is the uh, our, our, uh, our second in the series on the, the Successful Business Networking Initiative with John Stockbridge. Next Tuesday, uh, we, we have at a special time of uh, at 5 p.m. Western Standard Time, we have Rachel White from South Mildura Club discussing the uh, remarkable turnaround that the club has uh, experienced in the time that she's been there and it's, uh, the things that she has done as president to assist in that process as a, uh, as a millennial um, and as a uh, very, very, very busy person in the community. And, of course, next, um, next Thursday... We have the special presentation uh, uh, from uh, Professor Samuel on uh, the uh, motor neurone disease and uh, uh, the motor neurone disease and uh, issues to do with that and relevance to Rotary. 
And of course, on the 15th of May, um, we have the uh, uh, presentation by the Australian Rotaract Chair, uh, Rebecca Fry, uh, on uh, engaging, engaging millennials, which should be another very good one. And beyond that, we do have two more coming up. Um, now, I, I could name drop here, but uh, uh, not quite in a position to do that just yet. So please keep an eye out for those. So anyway, everyone, farewell. Thank you again for being here next uh, tonight, and uh, I hope to see you next time. Good night. Thank you. Thank you.